0: The COVID-19 pandemic stopped the Return to Manila programs, but the teachings of John Carter continue. From his Los Angeles studio, John Carter takes on the important message of the Antichrist in action. What must we understand about the Antichrist in today's new world? Here is John Carter.
1: Hi friend, I'm John Carter. Welcome today. This is part two of the Great Antichrist program. Now, I'm so glad you joined us today because this program tells you where you came from, why you are here, and where you are going. I want to thank you all for joining us, especially our viewers on Roku, Amazon Fire, and the other great networks around the world. In the first section, we spoke about the great beasts of Bible prophecy. We're not going to go into that too much now. We talked about the lion, Babylon, the bear, which was Medo Persia. Then we came down to Greece, that was likened to the leopard with the four wings. Then we came to the fourth beast, which represents the great iron monarchy of Rome. Now, listen carefully. This is history in advance. If this is true, then this is evidence that there is a God. And if there's a God, I know where I came from and I know where I'm going. So please notice this text. I talked about this in the first section. I'm going to talk about it just for a moment now. Daniel 7 and verse seven. After this, I saw in the night visions and behold, a false beast, dreadful and terrible, Exceedingly strong, it had huge iron teeth, it was devouring, breaking in pieces and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it and it had ten horns. Now, you're listening. Now, in Bible prophecy, a beast represents a kingdom or a power. And this is the great power that came after Greece. This indeed is the great Ein Monarchy of Rome. It came on the scene about 160 BC and ruled the world until around 300. This was the power that put Christ on the cross. It was the power that destroyed much of the world It was the power that ravaged and destroyed the city of Jerusalem. Now, I'm not asking you to believe this. One day I'd like to show you there's a prophecy in the Bible that actually describes the destruction of the city of Jerusalem by Titus. You say, I can't believe it. I don't expect you will believe it. But I've been to these places and I've studied the prophecy and I've seen the evidence. All of these things, my friend, were written down in the prophecies hundreds and hundreds of years before they came to pass. Now, this is my premise today. If genuine prophecy exists, then the main issues of life are met because if there is actually genuine prophecy in the Bible, then this is evidence for an intelligent, personal God. And therefore, I know where I came from. I know why I am here. And I know where I am going. Now, that's just a little bit of a revision of some of the stuff we went through in the first section. But I'm going to read now Daniel 7 and verse 7. And we're going to talk now. Are you listening? We're going to talk about what comes after Rome. And we're going to talk about the coming of the Antichrist. But let me tell you something before we get too far into this. The Roman Empire was destroyed because of internal decay. The barbarians came down like a wolf on the fold. But the Roman Empire really destroyed itself. The Roman Empire was absolutely confident that it was going to last forever. But the Roman Empire destroyed itself. It's very, very interesting that Dr. Ben Carson a number of years ago at a prayer breakfast, a presidential prayer breakfast said that we in the United States are walking in the footsteps of the Roman Empire. Makes you think, doesn't it? Because the Roman Empire thought it was going to last forever. But the Bible says the Roman Empire would be followed by another power and another, well, in fact, not another power, but a number of kingdoms. And we're going to notice Daniel 7, verse 7 again. After this, I saw in the night visions, behold, a fourth beast, Rome, pagan Rome, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth, terrible power. It was devouring, breaking in pieces and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts, all the kingdoms before it, and it had 10 horns. I want you to hear this. The Roman beast, the Bible tells me, has got ten horns and those ten horns are symbolic of the breakup of the Roman Empire into the kingdoms and the states of Europe and I'll prove it to you. Daniel 7 and verse 24, listen to these words written two and a half thousand years ago. The ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom, from the Roman kingdom, and another shall rise after them. It's the Antichrist. He shall be different from the first ones and shall subdue three kings. The Bible says that after the great Roman Empire would come ten kingdoms that were symbolized by the 10 horns on the Roman dragon. This is the teaching of the Bible, listen. The Roman Empire, rotting from within and destroyed outwardly by the barbarians, collapsed not into another empire, but into the kingdoms and the states of Europe. That is not theology. That is not religion. That is history. And this prophecy was written long before it happened. Here is my question. Here is my question to my friend, uh, the atheist. Here is my question to my friend, uh, Richard Dawkins and every other atheist in the world. How did a Jew in Babylon two and a half thousand years ago know that this would happen? How would he know that after the great Roman Empire that was likened unto a dragon, there would come not another empire, but there would come a division? This is why I suggest to you today that the Bible is completely unlike any other book because it contains, listen to me, it contains... Genuine prophecy. And if there is genuine prophecy, listen, brother, listen, sister, if there is genuine prophecy, then the main issues of our age, the main issues of life are met because there is a God. And if if there's a God, I know where I came from. I know why I'm here. I know where I'm going. And life has got meaning. And I know who I am. I am not a machine as the communists taught. I am not an animal. I am a child of God. I was speaking in Red Square um, outside the tomb of Lenin just as communism was going down. And I was asked this, this question. I was asked it on Soviet television. Why is our great empire falling down? I told them this because it was based upon a dead man. It was based upon Lenin but the Christian church survived the holocaust of the communists because it wasn't based upon a dead man it was based upon a living Christ and I had the privilege of sharing these things with thousands of atheists and many professors from Moscow University what I'm saying to you is there is evidence to believe look at Daniel 7 Verse 8, I was considering the horns. This is Daniel 7, 8. I was considering the horns or these kings and there was another horn, um, a little one, coming up among them before whom three of the first horns were plucked up by the roots and there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of of man and a mouth speaking pompous words, listen to me. The 10 horns represent the breakup of the Roman Empire into the kingdoms and the states of Europe. Did that happen? Absolutely. Between around 300 and 500 AD, The Roman Empire was not followed by another empire. It broke up into the kingdoms and the states of Europe. That is a fact. That is not theology. That is simply history. And then the Bible says another king comes up because these horns are symbolic of kings. Another horn comes up, and this horn says amazing things, pompous words. This horn is the great antichrist a Bible prophecy. Now, we don't have a lot of time, but we got enough time. I want you to notice his identification marks. Are you listening now? We're going to give you the identification marks of the great Antichrist, a Bible prophecy. Number one, here it is. He is a European king because he comes up on the ruins of the Roman empire. He is one of the 10 Kings that is described in the prophecy of Daniel seven as coming up on the ruins of the Roman empire. He's European. Number two, I've already said it, I'll say it again. He comes up on the ruins of the Roman empire. He's not found in America. He is not found in China. He is not found in Russia, no. He is found on the ruins of uh, the Roman Empire. This was written down in the prophecies of the Bible two and a half thousand years ago. Number three, the Bible says he is a pseudo-religious power. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 4. I'm going to read it to you. It says, he opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, all that is worshipped, so that he sits as God, where? In the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Are you listening to this? Because this is pretty hot stuff. The Bible says that the Antichrist is a pseudo-Christian power and he lurks in the church. He hides in the very garb of religion. Astounding, isn't it? That's why so many people became atheists back in those days because they said, look at what the church is doing. Look at the persecutions of the church. The Bible told the story thousands and thousands of years ago. Point number four, the Bible says this king speaks pompous words. He even says that he has tremendous power and can even forgive people's sins. Now, the Bible would suggest that this was blasphemy, but the Bible says there arose a king on the ruins of the Roman Empire would do this very thing. Identification mark number five. The Bible says he persecutes God's people, and the Bible says it in Daniel chapter seven. I think it is verse 21. Yes, listen. I was watching and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them. This pseudo-Christian power persecutes people. Do you want to know what antichrist really is? It is the spirit of intolerance. It can be found in any church, any system, any ideology. The desire to persecute and to get rid of people who disagree with you, this is the very opposite of the spirit of Christ. The spirit of intolerance and the spirit of persecution is the spirit of antichrist. And history tells me that the great power that arose on the ruins of the Roman Empire was a persecuting power and gave to the world, check this up on the internet, Read it in the Encyclopedias. It gave to us the bloody Inquisition. And history tells me thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of all religions, all beliefs were persecuted by this king that arose on the ruins of the Roman Empire. The spirit of Antichrist, yes, The identification marks continue. The Bible says that the Antichrist is a union of church and state. This is interesting because where I live today, in the United States of America, there are many wonderful people who want to see the church unite with the state and they want America to become a great Christian theocracy. They want the church and the state to be one and they want the government to represent the church. Now, I'm going to read you a text that may give you a second thought on this. Revelation chapter chapter 17, verses 1 and 2, which is describing the Antichrist. It says that one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked with me, saying to me, come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters. A harlot in the Bible prophecy is symbolic of the Antichrist church with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, an unholy alliance, church and state. And the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. It goes on in Revelation 17. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman, an apostate church, sitting on a scarlet beast, that is the state, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. There you've got the ten horns again. It's amazing, isn't it? And then there's another verse. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet. She's got lots of money. And adorned with gold and precious stones, and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of a fornication. So the harlot woman is symbolic of a harlot church. I want to say to people like Richard Dawkins, don't give up on Christ and the Bible because of the abominable things that people who call themselves Christians have done. Yes, of course. I know that people claiming to be the church have persecuted and murdered people by the millions. I know this. It was predicted in the Bible, but the Bible said, that doesn't belong to me. That is the very spirit. That is the very Antichrist itself. So the Antichrist is a union of church and state. Listen, history tells me. History tells me that there was a time for more than a thousand years in Europe when church and state, the church likened to a woman and the state likened to a monster, they joined together. And what happened when church and state joined together? There was persecution, listen, brother, sister, Gonna tell it to you straight. Only way I know how to say it. The union of church and state is antichrist. It was described in the prophecies of the Bible two and a half thousand years ago. This is why I believe in the Bible, not because of blind faith. I believe in the Bible because of the evidence of Bible prophecy which is shown to be correct through history. And so if you think a union of church and state would solve all our problems, I've got news for you. When church and state come together, my friend, then you have Antichrist and the judgments of God. Now, Daniel 7, 25 now, here's another identification mark. I think it's number seven. I'm going to read it to you. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High. He'll say, you know, he can forgive sins. Shall persecute the saints of the Most High. That is history. The church in the Dark Ages put to death hundreds of thousands of people, Catholics, Protestants, Jews and Muslims and dissidents, sort of people like me. It says, and the Antichrist shall intend to change times and laws then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time, times, and half a time. I don't have time to talk about that. The time, times, and half a time actually describe the period when this Antichrist system uh, would exist. Now, I want you to know this. God has got his people everywhere. But we're talking here about a great system of deception that has changed the law of God because it says, He changes the. He tries to change the law of God. I give this to you. Think about it. The Catholic mirror, the Catholic Church, for over one thousand years before the existence of a Protestant, by virtue of her divine mission, changed the day from Saturday to Sunday. Hey, yes, we changed it. I've got another statement here. I'm going to read to you. These are amazing statements. Question, which is the Sabbath day? Answer, Saturday is the Sabbath day. Then I think we've got another thing coming up here. Why do we observe Sunday instead of Saturday? Here it comes. Answer, we observe Sunday instead of Saturday because the Catholic Church and the Council of Laodicea transferred the solemnity from Saturday to Sunday, the Converts Catechism of Catholic Doctrine. I mean, The Bible says this power would change the day. This power says, uh, yes, yes, we did it. Now, can I have your attention, please? Would you please indulge me? Just listen to the evidence. Two and a half thousand years ago, a Jewish prophet in Daniel predicted the history of the world for the next Uh, two and a half thousand years. He predicted, well, the line was Babylon. And then you had uh, the next power would be the bear. That would be Medo-Persia. I've shown this to you. Then he said there would come another person like the leopard, which was Greece. Then he said there would come, and we've shown you pictures of these great monsters. Then we would have this terrible power, which of course is pagan Rome. And then this power has got ten horns. And the Bible says they're the kingdoms that come after Rome. The Roman Empire broke up into the kingdoms and the states of Europe. How on earth did Daniel know these things? How could he give such a guess? You say it's impossible. Here is evidence, my friend. Evidence that demands a verdict. Here is evidence. Here is proof for God. No man could do these things. And then after the kingdoms of Europe, you have the great Antichrist who was called the little horn of Bible prophecy, a pseudo-religious power that rules the world for more than a thousand years. I could say, I rest my case. Here is the question. Say it to the honest in heart, the skeptic, the atheist, the unbeliever whom I love, how did a Jewish prisoner of war two and a half thousand years ago accurately predict the history of the world for two and a half thousand years? I say, here is the finger of Almighty God, but we're not through. Daniel 7, Verse 26 and 27, it talks about the climax of history. It says, but the court shall be seated. There's a judgment day. and They shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it forever. Then the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the most high. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. All dominions shall serve and obey him. Listen. This is not theology. Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, Roman Empire, breakup of the Roman Empire, in the kingdoms and the states of Europe, the rise of the little king, the pseudo-Christian power, the rules for more than a thousand years, And then you come down to the very climax of history and the Bible says God himself will intervene in human history and Christ will return. That is your glorious destiny. Therefore, my friend, uh, I don't ask you to believe on the basis of blind faith. I ask you to believe on the basis of the evidence and I say this to you there's a God. He loves you. You are very, very special. He has a home prepared for you. Therefore, believe in the God who believes in you. Amen.
0: The Carter Report is now streaming on demand for you. Now you can have the teachings of John Carter anytime, day or night. By streaming the Carter Report, there is more content for you to choose from, and it's easy. If you are new to streaming, all you need to do is purchase a streaming device. It doesn't really matter which one. You can buy a Roku, Amazon Fire, or Apple TV from any major retailer. You or a family member can plug the device into your TV and sign into your internet connection. Do a search for the Carter Report and download the app to your device. From then on, your device and the Carter Report app can provide you with hundreds of on-demand programs. You can also take the Carter Report with you wherever you go. The official free Carter Report mobile app can be downloaded to your phone or tablet. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the app. Additionally, you can find Carter Report programs on your favorite podcast. You can also watch us on Vimeo or YouTube. Type the Carter Report in the search box. You can watch hundreds of uninterrupted John Carter teachings whenever you want, for as many hours as you want. Travel with John Carter as he circles the globe to bring the Gospel to millions of people. Watch the Carter Classics from over 50 years of ministry and gain knowledge from stimulating interviews with Christian leaders. You now have multiple ways to watch the Carter Report. And once you start streaming, you'll find comfort in having these teachings readily available to you, whenever and wherever you want, for free. Welcome to the inspirational world of John Carter. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible Through the generous support of viewers like you, we thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.